0: Welcome to the Destiny Church Wakefield podcast. My name's Pastor Steve. And my name's Pastor Daniel. We want you to know, we hope you will be blessed by this message today. A couple of weeks ago, I was asking God, and uh, what am I going to preach about? And I asked him, what do you want me to say? I, I don't know, do you have conversations with God like that sometimes? This means yes, this means no. Okay, come on. You, you're, you've got a mask on, but you're allowed to say amen really loud or something. Is that all right? Go on, let's have a try out you're of an amen. Are you ready? Amen. Thank you very much. So I asked the question, what do you want me? And I got this really strong impression that God said to me, talk about the significance of sacrifice. I thought about it for a moment, and I went, oh, okay, Lord, so w- w- what, what am I supposed to say about that? And I felt God say to me again, I'll show you. And that was that. So that night, I was laying in bed, not being able to sleep that well, and I, I'm going over this thing, the significance of sacrifice. What am I going to say God's going to show me? And so, you know, I thought about it, and I focus myself like I've been a preacher full time for 48 years I'm going to be able to do this and the next night I'm still scratching around saying Lord what what do I say about the significance of sacrifice and then it happened there was an 18 year old tennis player (laughs) who suddenly made good and won the US Open Championship it was her success story Of course, she'd only learned to play, you know, the day before. You know that, don't you? Parents had had no part to play in that. She'd gone out partying in the clubs, you know, throughout all of her teenage years. She'd she'd just lived, you know, a life, a high life. Well, we all know that's not the story because behind every success story, say success story. There is a sacrifice story, say that. And soon we found out that right from a little girl, she'd been out to the tennis club. She'd been out there. The parents had lived almost their entire life to bring their daughter through to a place where she could, at 18 years of age, stand up on that. I mean, it was a riveting match. I watched it, and I loved it. And she does seem to be like quite a young lady. But behind every success story, there is a sacrifice story. And I went, okay, God, I'm listening And then like the day after, I was driving through Wakefield and I'm I'm sitting in a line of traffic right in the middle of the city center and I just turned my head through the side window of my car and I saw the cenotaph. And I thought, oh. And then I thought about the freedoms that we live with in our country. What a success story. And then I looked again at the cenotaph. And I realized that behind every success story, there is a sacrifice story. And then I started to think. and I went, okay, God, I'm getting it. This is coming. And I started to think about my salvation. That's a success story, isn't it? I've been redeemed, so have you. We've been forgiven, so have you. Our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. So is yours if you believed and accepted Jesus to be your Savior. You know, it doesn't matter where you came from, who you are, what you did, and all the rest of it. The success of salvation is just incredible. I once was lost, but now I am found. I was once dead, but now I'm alive again. I was blind, and now I can see. The success story about salvation is incredible. But behind every success story, there is a sacrifice story. The Old Testament predicted it. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, it says about Jesus that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. That's the success story. But the punishment, that's the sacrifice story was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. Behind every success story, there is a sacrifice story. The, the children of Israel, of course, the Jews at that time, they understood the whole lot of the, the Old Testament is filled with stories of sacrifice. They understood about bringing a lamb to the temple and having the blood of that perfect lamb. It couldn't be any, any sort of runt in the flock. They brought their best and the blood was sacrificed and whew, for another year they were, they were relieved of the, you know, the, the punishment of their sin. They understood about sacrifice. That was why it's so interesting. Unless you understand that, when John the Baptist said in John what, chapter one verse twenty nine, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." If you don't understand the Old Testament sacrifice system, then those are just words. But when you understand the Old Testament sacrifice system, when John said the Lamb of God, they went, "Whoa! Hang in a minute." The only time that we know about lamb and taking away sin was. Sacrifice sacrifice. sacrifice. And the significance of sacrifice was not lost on those early people in those Bible days. The fact that Jesus died and shed his blood underlines the significance of sacrifice. Think about these verses in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 20 and 22. I'm just picking the bits out. It said this, is the blood of the covenant which God commanded you to keep. And then later it says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. We enjoy the success story of covenant because Jesus made a new covenant. Not the old covenant, but a new covenant. And we enjoy the success, the safety, the security, the blessings of a new covenant But to write that covenant, to make that covenant, it meant that there was a sacrifice story before the success story. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28, it says, So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him clear as anything Jesus came to pay the sacrifice he was the sacrifice he himself was the sacrifice story but then he's coming again and it's clear he's not coming to bear sin next time he's coming to take us to be with him so that we will be with the Lord forever hallelujah there's a success story but behind every success story there is a sacrifice story that famous of all verses, John chapter 3 verse 16 says this, that God so loved the world that he gave. That very word gave is important here. You've got to understand, Giving in that particular moment. He gave him to be a sacrifice. He gave him to die. He gave him to the world. He gave him to die. He gave him to go through all that Jesus went through that we often so so often remember at Easter time, but we should remember all the time. Jesus came because the Father gave him to become the savior of the world. And and the Bible, that verse finishes off the whoever believes in him, and we did. Didn't we? Any, men, any amens in this house? We did. Are you a believer? Amen. If you're a believer, let it drop deep inside your heart because the underlying thing about your success story is the sacrifice, the significance of sacrifice. And we need to be thanking God all the time that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Salvation is a success story. Think about these things. Forgiveness. Okay, you're not excited. I'll just have my own moment of excitement about the fact I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Forgiveness. Relationship with God. Adoption as a son or a daughter and being given an inheritance. We're we're included in the inheritance of God. Trusted and commissioned to have an important role in the family business called the kingdom of God. I mean, just think about these. What about these things? If you're not excited about this, you just stay silent. It's okay. We'll pray for you later. Healing. Prosperity. Peace. Joy. Purpose. The power of God. I mean, I want to tell you, this is a success story, but everything you enjoy now in your salvation came because of the sacrifice story. Behind every success story, there is a sacrifice story. 1 Corinthians 11 tells us about it. And In verse 11, we often read this at times of communion and breaking of bread where Jesus said, this is my body, broken, sacrificed given for you do this in remembrance we need to remember the significance of the sacrifice story very soon come October we're going to be starting to be able to be breaking bread again together as a church like this before then you can still do it at home and do it with your friends but very soon we're going to be doing that again as a church I'm looking forward to that aren't you And we're going going to find a safe way to be able to do that. We're working through that right now. But, you know, do this in remembrance of me. And he said, as well, this is the new covenant in my blood. The very fact that they're talking about blood is not just because it's blood, blood. When you're bleeding to death, that's what you're talking about here. The significance was you know when even in the old testament when they were putting the blood of the animals on on the altar it was that the the animal had been slain it had died its life had been given the bible says in a place that there's life in the blood and when jesus died for us it was talk he wasn't just In a coma, he was dead. He wasn't just in an agonizing moment. The fact that his blood shed out, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. And I want to tell you something, this, when we take communion, we are remembering the death of Jesus Christ and the significance of the blood is this, that his death, his life was poured out and there was life in his blood. There's eternal life in his blood for us. Hallelujah. Oh, what a success story. But the success story was bought at a price. And and that verse finishes off, whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We need to remember the sacrifice and celebrate the success story. Remember the sacrifice and celebrate the success story. It cost Jesus everything. He gave his life so that you can have... Jesus said, I've come so you can have life. In all of its fullness, but behind that story is the story of sacrifice. Sacrifice is when you give your life for something or someone and you do it for their sake. It's a godly response. You know, I'm stood here today at, it's my birthday in a few weeks' time. I'll be 61. Uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I can't believe that. You can't believe that either, can you? What You should be shouting out now, no way. Okay, well, well I'm going to shout it out to myself. No way. Okay. I, I, but behind, and I'm not trying to say this success story here, but behind the reason that I'm stood here today is a mother who paid a price. A mother who took me as a baby and made sure that I was sat on the front row of church. I wasn't up on the back being allowed to go and run around and do this and that and the other. She used to sit me on the front row and she'd say that. She'd say to me, You sit there, you watch, you listen, you're going to be doing this one day. And if I ever slept, she would wake me up. You know, and uh, it was like you sit. And she she took me out on Saturdays to every convention and conference that there was ever going, and we used to sit on the front row. My legs wouldn't even reach the floor, but she'd say, "You watch and you learn, boy." You know, she. And every single morning, without fail, I'm. T- I'm This is the... Rachel knows this story. and She she knows my mom every single day that I ever remember before I went to school. Out came this Bible. Out came the Scripture Union notes. There was me, my mom, my brother. My father was against this. My father would even burn the Bible one day because he was so angry about her doing what he was doing. You know, I mean, we, we... terrible agony at home in, in those days when she read the Bible and the next person read the Scripture Union notes and the next person prayed and the next day the next person read the Bible the Scripture Union notes and prayed so every third day you got to do something I don't remember a day sometimes I was late for school She said, where are you going? sit down you ought to re- I came up with some really interesting reasons of while I was late at school, none of which included I was reading the Bible, sir, I'm really sorry, or I was with my mother, you know, or something. But now I know this. You know why? Because my mother taught me this. You know, praying and giving us and, 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 and studying the word, they're part of my DNA from as long back as I can ever remember. And I want to say, Phyllis Critchley, I don't. I'm not getting into some strange theology about her leaning over the balcony of heaven right now, but I want to honor her today and say thank you. The success story has a sacrifice story behind it. When it came, well, anyhow, I haven't got time. (laughs) I look at Rachel sat on the front row here. You know, we've been mine for a long time, 42 years. Is that right? Going to be 43? Very soon. Wow, she's... I know that we joke and say, you know, she needed to be a special person to live with a guy like me. (laughs) She did. (laughs) But you know, she didn't have her own agenda behind what I was able to do was her sacrifice. She didn't say, I need my rights. She never said that to me in 43 years. of been mine. I need my space. She never said that to me in 43 years. You can't have, spend the money on church again. She never said that on 43 years. When I came home late and brought people back with me unannounced for tea and all the rest, she never took me in the other room and gave me that glare. She's like she's giving me right now, but, you know. Like, no, behind every success story, there's a sacrifice story. She talks about being living her entire life in a goldfish bowl. Some women can't do that. Some women are not prepared to make the sacrifice. Some women, well, okay, they don't have to, but you know what? They'll never see what we've seen. Because behind every success story, there is a sacrifice story. I remember being at barber college, and forgive me if you heard me tell this story before, but I can tell it because it's true. When I was in Barber College, you know, my father wouldn't support me because he didn't want me to go. He paid a lot of money for me to have a lot of music education, and I just won a scholarship to go to the London College of Music, and uh, all fees paid, and all the rest of it. And that was what you're going to do, boy. Except for the fact the call of God was on me. So there was this, there was this summit at home. It was an upset summit. A bit like France and the UK right now. <laughs> I mean oh hell broke loose. My father, he's gonna go to and and my mother, well, he wants to go to Barber College. Well if he goes to Barber College, I am not supporting him, not one single penny, and neither did he. It was tough. My mother would find every single penny that she could you had to pay your own fees. There was no, no grants, no nothing and all the rest of it and you used to have to pay every month, every Term and I remember I went with the first term money and paid it in, and but eventually I came to I think it was the third term and I had no money. And you used to line up, there's about a hundred guys in my barber college at that time. And this principal, he was one of those austere guys, and uh, he was he had a big persona with a big, deep preacher's voice. Oh, I used to love to sound like him. I thought myself, if I could only sound like him, I'd be okay, you know. Forget the anointing, I just need to sound like like my principal. And <clears throat> I'm stood in the queue and I'm rehearsing what I'm gonna to say to him. I- I'm really sorry, Mr. Principal, dear sir, I don't have the money. And then I'm about two away from the door, and you keep hearing this thing, next. And I'm two away from the door, and I think, I know, I've got a plan, go to the toilet. And join the queue at the end. you know. And But eventually it came to me being next to go in. And I'm, I'm in panic mode. I'm depressed. I'm upset. In fact, I'm a little bit, to be honest with you, a bit ticked off with God. because I'm only here, Lord. Because I believe you call me. I could be in London College of Music with all fees paid. And my father who was a businessman supporting me behind the scenes. And here I am. I'm. I'm bust. I, I can't. This is just not right. You've never said that to God, have you? Hmm. <laughs> Next! There's nobody behind me. I'm the last person in. And suddenly a guy comes up to me and, and he pushes some money in my hand and said, uh, you haven't got any money, have you? I, I said, no, 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 it would be fine. He gave me some money. And then I heard the voice again, next! And I walked in, and and there he is. He sat behind his desk. God incarnate. Or the devil incarnate. And he says, you got the money? And I said, Uh, apparently. And I put some money, and he counted it out. He says, exactly right. And they're like, wow. And I came out of that room, and I went looking for the guy who'd given me the money. He was married. He was much older than me. Had a kid at home, and he'd given up a job, and felt that he was called for the ministry, and had come to Bible school. And uh, I went looking for him. I couldn't find him, and so I said, "I'm not going to mention his name because he follows me." And I said, "Where is he?" And they said, "He's... Have you not heard?" I said, "What do you mean? Have you not heard?" He said, he's packed his bag. He's on his way home. And I ran down the drive and I found him. And I, and I said, number one, thank you. Number two, what's happening? And he said, I gave you my fees. And then he looked at me in the eyes and he said, I believe in the call of God on you. And he said, now don't you blow it and don't you waste it. And I'm going to be watching my investment. And with that, he was gone. That's what I'm talking about, a s- sacrifice story. I honor him today. <clears throat> Just occasionally he turns up in our lives and turns up in a meeting and sits in a in a service somewhere that I've been at and he says, I'm still watching. <laughs> Behind every success story. You see. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, but we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Our church is one long story of people who've been willing to make sacrifice to help us and others to get to where we are today. You saw the video with Mama Rachel earlier on in this service, Destiny School, 120 kids, five teachers. Why? Because people here, your are home. People are in the second service, you've given. And behind that success story is people who made the sacrifice. Some of you came on missions with me and we dug in the heat and we mixed cement and we dug holes and we built that building and we did all of that. My, oh my, that was sacrifice. But now there's a Success story. The same, I, I saw some pictures only yesterday in India of DBI, Destiny Bible Institute. 30 students now meeting in a building that we, we made in the back, of that end, the back end of their church building in Jaipur, Rajasthan, India training people years later still. And Pastor Raji sent me the photograph just yesterday of 30. He called them church planters who are serving God there. And I go, I remember building that. Built some of you came on that trip with me, and we gave ourselves to go and 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 still people are giving money to help in those sort of things. You know, you look around this building. I remember the day we walked into this building, and you're sitting on a seat today that somebody sacrificed. We asked the church in those days. The church was was small in those days, but we said. Buy a chair for you and your family and buy a chair for a family that is going to come and sit on it. And you, and you came and you gave it. People were giving. People were taking their savings. This Somebody came to me and said, I don't like rainy days, so I'm not going to save for a rainy day. There are my savings. Somebody else came and said, we go, we've we been saving up money ready for to buy a, a new car. We buy a new car every three years. We're going to keep this car for six years. For the next three years, we're going to give you the payment that we would have normally made for a new car. Oh, you're going to get that for the next three years. People did all sorts of incredible things help, going out of their way to help somebody. I'm so proud that so many people gave so much to help us to be where we are. You, you've been faithful in tithes and offerings. It's what Jesus asks us to do when he says we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. My last verse is Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, and says this, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's sacrifice, of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Sacrifice is not asking someone to do something for you. Sacrifice is when you give yourself to help somebody else to do better and to win their battle. It's not about you. It's about what you can do to go and serve somebody else. That's what Jesus did. He came Gave himself. Three final words. Number one, recognize. Number two, respect. And number three, decide. Number one, recognize. The significance of what Jesus did. His sacrifice. When you break bread. When you drink. On your bed at night. Recognize. You are here because of salvation. Brought at a great cost. Number two, Respect. Respect the significance of the sacrifices of people in your life like I've done this morning to people like Phil and uh, to people like my mom, Phyllis, and, and, and to the guy in Bible school and to my wife and to many of you as well. I could name people here who've helped us get where we get today. Respect the significance of the sacrifice that people have made in your life to help you to get where you've got to and then decide to make your own life a living sacrifice to go and do good to go and make the sacrifice in somebody else's life, to go and help somebody else to go further, faster than they would have done if you had not prayed for them, if you'd have not given something to them, if you'd have not been in their life. I'm so grateful that you are in my life today. You know, you might have come here today thinking like, oh, well, I don't know, I'll just just sit there and nobody will even notice. God noticed that you are here today. And by the way, I'm noticing that you're here today. And even if you're at home, I'm still noticing you. And that's why I'm asking, you know, put something on the chat today let us know because it's important that we know that we're together and that we're serving together Jesus said lay down your life for your brothers we're here to serve God we're here to lay down our life for one another we're here to do it for the glory of God and you know tomorrow's success story will be wonderful because of today's sacrifice story Thank you so much for being with us today as we came around the word. We hope and pray that it blesses you and your life.